Hello, hi, welcome to Alfonso podcast and today's podcast we have with us Ritraj from New Zealand. Ritraj is an editor and camera operator for the TAO Maori television and is also part of the New Zealand press um, gallery covering the New Zealand parliament and uh, we have uh, Ritraj helping us today to decode what is in store for us uh, after Trump's regime and its after effects on world politics, economy and culture. Stay tuned. Keep listening. Hello, hi. Welcome to uh, yet another podcast with me, Alfonso Ashman. And uh, today I have uh, a very favorite guest of mine from back from my college uh, and uh, someone who's, uh, who's who's doing some great work in the, in the field of media currently he's, uh, he's working in the uh, media of uh, uh, an editor and a camera operator for Mori television and also works in the uh, the, the, the press uh, gallery of uh, the, the New Zealand uh, uh, Assembly, if I might call. Uh, correct me, Ritraj, for this. <laughs> if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the press gallery <laughs> in the New Zealand <laughs> Parliament buildings. Okay. Welcome, uh, welcome to the podcast, Ritraj. Uh, thank you for joining. Thanks, Yun. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Uh, so, uh, so we will be talking today about uh, the happenings around the world, especially one of the important. Uh, changes that we've seen over the last uh, week, uh, which uh, President Trump is not ready to accept, is change in US presidency. Yay! Uh, uh, <laughs> well, we all knew what happened away. And, uh, and uh, not just US and the entire world celebrated, but uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is, did you actually expect so many votes for President Trump? No, it was actually a disappointment because, I, I mean, I work in the media, right, in the press gallery, and I've, I've been having a lot of conversations with journalists from different media outlets, and everyone was surprised at the sheer number of votes he got. Like, you know, when he wins electoral colleges, like he won last time, we say, yeah, it's okay. Like, he won in 2016, but this time, nobody expected him to get so many votes. And you're like, okay, some people are Republicans, and they're Republicans by birth. My Republican, maybe Republican, but I mean, we're talking about you know, Trump and everything that he has said and everything that he's done. And it's, it's just very surprising that so many people would still vote for him. So either there's something we don't know uh, about him or, you know, a lot of people are. Um, a lot of people don't just like him. I think a lot of people think like him, which is what makes him so popular among such big groups. And it's not just um, old white people, you know. There are black people for Trump. There are Latinos for Trump. So it's 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 weird. It's like, how do you support somebody who's who's talked shit about your communities? So it's quite it's quite crazy. One supplementary question on that is. Uh, uh, do you think media as such is not able to get the pulse of people around the world? Because it's happening across the world. It's happened in India, it's happened right now in US. Because all these years, or the last four years, we think people hate Trump. But uh, the results are the other way around. And, and we see, see that in India and see that in other countries as well. In South Asia specifically, like the, the exit polls or the, the mood of the people turns the other way around when the results come out. Uh, do you think media sometimes doesn't get it like uh, what's happening? 
I think historically media in the US and also in other countries the media have always you know tended to lean left so they'll always support uh, a party that that seen as more you know uh, let's call it liberal for saying it so they would obviously like a lot of the media would be more uh, sympathetic towards democrats in the US um similarly i mean in other countries around the world you know the media would be opposed to right wing politics right that's that's the general expectation so i think a lot of the guests that they call on the shows the way the anchors talk it would it would seem by watching media by watching news on the media that that you know the the general mood of the nations leaning more to to let's call it a more liberal um on more on the liberal side but that's not always the case which is why i suppose a lot of you know right wing politicians are winning all around the world so even though joe biden won this one there was still a lot of support for you know trump and <coughs> republicans might as well still control the congress so, sorry the senate so <sighs> yeah you can't you can't tell lie by watching media <laughs> um you can't say that uh, about south asian news channels especially in india the most of right wing uh, news channels right now like just a lot of propaganda from the current regime but uh, uh, but in the us yeah that is true i think india is an exception in the sense that a lot of channels a lot of the media is more actually more favorable to the ruling party which is which kind of blows your mind away because eh? that's the media should be you know with the opposition and checking the government on not criticizing it for everything but you know at least put up, putting up a critique to what the government does and how it enacts policies and you know taking up the voice of people who are affected by wrong decision making but no that's not what the media in india are doing but i mean the media in india are, are a topic for another discussion <laughs> that's let's leave that aside yeah yeah um so with when I, i spoke with a couple of some supporters in india and uh, uh, one one uh, um, thing that they bring to my attention is hey you know what trump never invaded any country in the middle east and uh, and he brought a lot of troops back home and uh, that's how we he's been able to maintain peace in the middle east i'm like that's that's at least the norm right you expect any president not to invade or not to interfere in other countries uh, yeah but this is the us we are talking about right like i mean to his credit trump did not invade a country let's let's come to terms with that fact and he did bring back home some troops although i don't think there's been like a vast reduction in the number of troops in either iraq or afghanistan and he supported saudi throughout you know throughout their uh, attack on yemen so whilst he did not start a new um, new war or whilst he did try to bring some troops back home uh, i mean it's about time the us started giving up on war anyway because it's a lot of money going down the drain right but then again that is the only good side to the trump presidency as far as i've seen it's like the one good thing that you can say is like you know hitler at least hitler was nice to dogs you know <laughs> like, not to draw that comparison but Uh, you can say that about anyone anything right? like everyone will have one good quality about them right um so another uh, aspect which uh, most of trump supporters like uh, is uh, hey you know what uh, trump is giving a good fight to china and uh, he's making sure that china doesn't get uh, uh, free way trade everywhere doesn't have uh, 
dominance over the other countries. But if you see over the last four years, China in fact has given uh, loans to most of the small countries and and is uh, being able to like uh, uh, take control of the ports and, and other uh, facilities. And in that way, do you think actually this argument holds true? Like Trump is able to like counter uh, China's uh, influence over South. Uh, South Asia or, or the world at large. Yeah, it's been a flip flop right, throughout most of his presidency. Because sometimes he said great things about Xi Jinping, and he's like, and he said, you know, he's he's put, portrayed China in a good light. And then he started a trade war, and then he said they're working very hard. At some point of time, and then again he called it the China virus. So there's been a lot of flip flops. China. <laughs> And wasn't there something about conflict of interest last month? Anyway, apparently, one of his companies had, you know, business interests in China, and that that was out in the news as well. So there, there's a definite conflict of interest. So I don't know. Do you? I don't know if Trump actually knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like when he went to the Middle East, he went to uh, he went to Saudi Arabia first, right? And then Qatar was under a blockade by four. Of, other Arab countries, and at first he he was like, oh yeah, that's a great move. That'll teach Qatar Qatar a lesson and all that. But then he went to Qatar and realized that they were an ally as well. Like Qatar was also <laughs> a US ally, and he was like, oh no, <laughs> well, it's not such a good thing. But then yeah, so it's pretty much like that. I don't think he actually knows what's happening. So it's it's hard to say. Eh? Like there's definite conflict of interest in the in the very sense that he's a businessman, so he's got. So he's got business interests all around the world, including in China. So I don't know, man. It's, it's a lot of flip flop, and China is tricky because you can't, like, the world probably can't move ahead without China, but also not, you know, in the way that China wants to do things. It's a very delicate balance. Then, and a country like New Zealand, where I live, is is you know is finding it really hard to balance its relationships with China as well because. Yesterday they criticized China for uh, for firing some of those legislators in in Hong Kong, but at the same time it's also its biggest trade partner. So you know you can't piss off China. At the same time you can't give in to them. So I don't know. Would at least with with Biden there, we know that US might have some sort of a consistency in dealing with China. Right? But with Trump, <laughs> like he says something on a Monday and something totally different on a Tuesday. So. I mean, his opinions last shorter than goods that are made in China. So, <laughs> um, do you think it is uh, now a wake-up call to most of the strongman politicians around the world in Brazil, in India, uh, in Russia? Do you think it's kind of a wake-up call, or do you think it's a one-off case in in US and might not actually? I think it's a one-off case there because you see strongmen around the world are getting stronger. Like Xi Jinping made his position stronger. Um, BJP just won the elections. Sorry, the NDA won the elections in Bihar as well, didn't they? Um, around the world, like, I don't know if something like this happening in America might might necessarily change politics around the world. But inside the US, of course, there's there's. There's always been a very uh, significant portion of the population that was always opposed to the type of politics that Trump engaged in. So that that came forward and you know um, voted him out this time. But I don't know if that's 
if that's going to start the wave around the world where you know all strong all strong men are voted out and um, liberal leaders take the place now nah, i don't think that'll be the case but at the same time i think um a lot of dictators a lot of authoritarian governments will will be less emboldened by um, by something like this happening in the US so that's that's probably a definite plus i read a post yesterday that said the US has suddenly found out that it's easier to change presidents in other countries than to change one <laughs> <laughs> i thought that was quite interesting that's good that's good um and i've um, i've also seen a couple of uh, posts which some uh, been you know for the last couple of days uh do you think how how legitimate is this you know like uh, because we know in india uh, elections does get rigged in some consequences overall the elections might be fair we can debate about evm but the, the overall elections is such as such little fair and also in most south asian countries and south asian countries india nepal bangladesh it is fair to some extent we, we might not call it completely rigged election uh from calling it in the most developed country in the world is superpower calling the elections rigged uh, do you think that it will have some impact in in future elections for the us like because this is uh, uh, undermining the credibility of one of the most reputed institutions in the world do you, how do you think it will pan out in the next couple of years or decades I mean, I, I really don't know how that will pan out in the past, but I don't think currently. I don't think the rest of the world is buying it because you know, like all around the world, when there are elections, Western countries send in their political observers to go and watch how elections happen and to ensure that it's free and fair and stuff like that. And it's usually a given in countries in the West. I don't see how it could possibly be rigged. I don't. I don't think there's a possibility of you know election, uh, those machines being rigged or anything of the sort. It's not like either we board dalo kamal me board jaga. So yeah, no, I don't think that's the case. Um, they have heavily um, like the elections were perhaps not fair in the sense that a lot of people were disenfranchised. a lot of people could not vote getting voting voter id had been made difficult you know some people had to travel long distances to vote and you don't think problems like this would happen in the usa like when you think of the united states of america you don't think of problems like this but yeah that definitely um definitely kept a lot of people out of the voting system but this year i think what happened was a lot of people joined the electoral process and that's what went in favor of the democrats because um fewer people voting has always has historically benefited the republicans it's something they've accepted quite a few times so yeah i don't think it's fair to say it's rigged in the uh, to the contrary i think it's it's become more rightful in a way it's become more fair this time as opposed to previous elections perhaps but yeah no nah, i don't think i don't think even his own party people are buying his argument either because a lot of his own senators and his own congressmen have asked him to concede already so yeah um the the writing politics uh, uh and they have been republicans previously republican president previously in us but with trump there is uh, one kind of uh, uh, militant kind of approach towards uh, politics of what ideology which we are seeing everywhere in the world including india and across the world uh how difficult is it 
for the world to move forward, uh, considering the impact it's having on people, especially the division among, among people at, at the dinner table, and, and also on social media, uh, how difficult is it uh, having people like Trump, uh, uh, like people like people Trump as a president, and the staff therapists? Oh, you mean in terms of polarization online and polarization of society in general? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not necessarily a Trump thing, right? Do you think, like, if Trump had not been the president of the United States, I think polarization online would still have happened because it's it's happening everywhere. It's happening in you know in where you live. It's happening where I live. So I don't know if it's necessarily a Trump, uh, like a you know a Trumpian consequence. But yeah, I don't know how they. It's. I think it's. It's a little different topic in the sense. No matter who becomes the president of the United States, polarization is going to exist in society. Polarization is definitely going to exist online. And how these companies are going to tackle that, or how we tackle that, I think that's. That's. I don't know if I can um, correlate this entirely with with American politics. I think it's. It's more of a social media and a social thing overall. So I don't know if I. If I'm answering that correctly. If I'm if I'm giving you the answer to that question, but now I don't I don't see I don't see a direct causation between American um, elections and you know anything anything to do with polarization and online. Okay. I mean, it has happened because there there has been a lot of misinformation spread, and he made use of it, right? He made a lot of use of it, and that's how he thrived. Because everything he tweeted made it to the news. It was a lot of intellectual masturbation on behalf of the <laughs> media as well. But how the, how things are going to move forward, I I honestly don't know. Because there are also other leaders around the world who are now you know on on social media, and then there's a lot of parties are trying to um, polarize and divide people online and in society. So I I think that's 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 a much larger. Uh, field of study and I don't know if I could uh, sufficiently answer that um how how big impact uh, was corona uh, on this and because you you are in Wellington you are in, in New Zealand and, and New Zealand has by far been the best country to uh, deal with corona and have elections smoothly whereas in US uh, the election week they had two lakhs cases of uh, corona and uh, there's a lot of people the, the, the number of people dying in the US is huge so uh, how big impact is uh, corona I think Biden has promised that he will start off by trying to tackle the epidemic eh? because in New Zealand they listen to the scientists the director general of uh, health, Dr. Ashley Bloomfield. He's he's a sort of a celebrity. You know, people have made face towels of him, t-shirts, wall paintings of him, and because he handled the situation really well. On the other hand, in America, you look at Dr. Fauci and at Trump rallies. People were like, "Fire, Fauci, fire, Fauci!" Right? It's catchy, but it's not necessarily a good thing. So the fact that they would not listen to scientists, that they do not listen to the science behind this, and time and again, Trump downplayed the risk of the virus. He then, you know, under his watch, a lot of negligence happens. So I think it'll take a while for the U.S. to correct all this because they can't go back. They can't go back to like eight months ago when they could have probably, um, you know, cut the chain of transmission. 
but at least if they have a president who is willing to accept that there is a pandemic and that they have a problem once they accept that they can at least you know try and identify ways of working towards uh, towards stopping this the rampant spread of the virus cuz it's like like no other country in the world right the united states it's bore the united states bore the brunt of the pandemic it's got like i think the maximum number of cases deaths as well maximum number of deaths yeah so it's like how does this happen in a country and the health systems already something to talk about right so how do you go from like if perhaps if somebody else had been in charge in january things would not have come to this you know but at least if there's a president now that they have a president who is willing to accept that they have a pandemic and try to set right those wrongs that have been done in the last year let's see i mean there's still hope <laughs> i've got quite a lot of relatives that live there and quite a few friends as well so i think and a lot of people around the world do and besides you know things going right for the us is in everybody's interest right so um yeah let's hope that they tackle this thankfully there's talks of a vaccine so that might help um, any future uh, attempts to uh, to clamp down on the pandemic as well all of the vaccine i think a part of doing yeah we are all hoping that uh, uh, vaccine comes out next year there's been a lot of places in india are going up right so so uh, vaccine at this point is really also for developing countries and we have a very bad situation yeah but even developing countries you know they they went into lockdowns they said let's try and cut down on this virus you know like even nepal they went into what is probably senseless but they went into a 6 month lockdown it didn't work cuz it's really widespread now because of logistical issues and administrative problems but the intent was there you know what i mean and india as well at least the intent was there they said okay bang your plates and all that that didn't get rid of the virus fine but there was an intent to cut down the chain of transmission there there was the acceptance that there is a virus and we have a pandemic and you know if if shit goes down it's going to go down real bad unlike the us and if the us had taken a better stand perhaps a lot of other countries around the world would have taken it more seriously as well by the way did that did banging those plates help too <laughs> not really we had few more cases added in the next week after that incident yeah 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 i think the, you handed it to the virus on a plate yeah. <laughs> It was, it was fun to uh, talking to you thank you so much for your uh, insight oh, you done i prepared so much to talk about the rest of the world <laughs> no, I, no. I, i i think uh, can uh, talk about other issues uh, in future so guys if you're interested yeah 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 cuz i wanted to talk about i'll tell you what i wanted to talk about and we might have to talk again about this but i primarily want to talk about you know the us cutting aid to under trump cutting aid to the united nations are uh, cutting aid cutting out aid to us aid and a lot of countries around the world um him pulling Paris, out of paris 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 yeah. Yeah. and his stand on saudi on iran um shifting the, the the israeli capital like accepting jerusalem as the israeli capital so it's all it was all a move from what the us has traditionally been doing for the last 
you know, half a century. And it also goes against, a lot of these things go against international cooperation and international treaties as well. So, yeah, hopefully they'll all come back and, you know, there'll be some sense of a normalcy once there's another president. Mind you, it's not going to be very different because America, America is America, you know, it's, it runs <laughs> on its If they find oil at Mars, they'll probably go and invade Mars. But, you know, at least the back, back down here on Earth, <laughs> Maybe they'll do something about climate change. Maybe they'll, um, and Joe Biden does seem to have an ambitious plan as well. Maybe they'll do something about, maybe they'll, you know, do something about the environment as well. Because I read the article on the Guardian, in the Guardian the other day about 75 ways in which Trump made it, um, made, you know, um, the laws really hostile to to environmentalists. So yeah, there's there's quite a lot that has happened under him. It's not this. It's not for no reason that people couldn't stand him around the world. Like world leaders couldn't stand him as well. Anyway, um, how do you say? Do you think? Do you think America has lost a lot of its um, potential to be the world leader that they always claim to be? Do you think they've lost their standing? Um, I think they've lost it, but uh, I think with the uh, with Biden, they might get back to the uh, the traditional American way of being. Uh, which is too diplomatic sometimes, uh, sometimes uh, uh, hypocritical. But uh, I think uh, US will get back on it because the, the overall institutions in US are quite independent, uh, unlike other countries where we get things very That is true. Yeah, so I think. Uh, yeah, we don't know if we want that either, right? Because you know, the, the US world dominance has been. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's the time. It's time we all grew out of it anyway. So, Trump might just have done the rest of the world, the rest of the world, by a favor by <laughs> bringing up the American global standing. Anyway, uh, thanks, Ashwin. I, I'm happy to have come. Um, I could just go on talking forever because I made lots of notes when you said you wanted to talk about U.S. U.S. elections. But no, it's all right. Thank you, Ritu. Thanks, Ashwin. Take thank care. You, thank, you, thank you so much. Thank you.